the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Isios. Back. Welcome, everybody. So grateful to have you here. We got a really cool conversation coming your way with um, a really amazing human, actually. Christine Olivia Hernandez is joining us today for an awesome conversation. And we're going to get into her spiritual transformation. We're going to talk about a really interesting plant medicine, which is very soft, but very useful. And I think it can really help you in your life. And that's cacao. So we're going to talk about and unpack what cacao is, why it's useful for you, and how it's helped transform other people's lives. Christine has really got an amazing energy to her, and I learned a lot from this, and I hope you guys will too. So make sure, as always, if you get value, leave us a review and hit that subscribe button if you guys want to stay on top of the episode. I appreciate you guys, and we will catch you at the other side. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. My next guest has had to overcome some very difficult moments in her life. After witnessing her father walk out of her life at three years old to eventually him taking his own life when she was 22, it has never been easy. This has led her down a path of toxic behavior, partying, in order to mask and numb the pain in her life. She found it very difficult to grieve and express her emotions of her father's death, which led to toxic and unhealthy relationships with men. But... Once she tapped into her spiritual side and tried hot yoga, a whole perspective on her life shifted and changed. She has now gone on to connect with her Guatemalan roots and help people connect to their spiritual energy through gentle plant medicine, cacao. She puts on ceremonies with people all over the world and hopes to connect with people, connect them back to their hearts with love. She is also an author of of a book called A Child of Magic, which is also helps people connect with their spiritual energy, which I'm really excited to get in touch with as well. So um, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you here. Christine Olivia Hernandez, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I'm really excited because, so I remember initially, I was on Good Morning La La Land a while back and I connected with Rob Mack and Dr. Aaron. This was back in January. And then I remember coming across your, I saw you connected with them and I was like, it was interesting. I started to sort of see, I've been drawn more towards people in the spiritual development, people growing spiritually. And I was fascinated when I got to chat with you about what you're doing. So I'm really excited to dive into that. But first, maybe can you take us back and give us a bit of a background about you and sort of piece together how you got to where you are today? Yes, thank you. Um... So yeah, like you said, I mean, I, I came into this world like we all do, magical being like we all are. And then through heartbreak, through adversity, through all of those things that cut us down and make us forget who we are. Um, yeah, I forgot, right? We forget what, what lights us up, what brings us joy. We get wrapped up into expectations from you know, people at school, our parents, society, and all this comes down on us and we forget our truths, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I remember my father had come back. He had come back into my life when I was about 13 years old. And I thought, oh, everything's going to change. It's going to be great. Um, 
but he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to be a father really, but he, he came back to say hello and to try to include me, but he was not equipped to truly father me. And so he left again and he came back in and out of my life. And at that, um, that first time when I got to meet him at 13, he introduced me to my half sister. And, and then again, so he was in and out of my life and then I lost touch with both of them. And then around the age, yeah, I was 20, I was about 22 and it was February, the month of February. And she found me on Facebook actually. And she reached out and she said, you know, can we connect again, but can we do so without my, without father? Like we're not, we're not doing well. They were arguing and fighting or something. And so she just wanted me to kind of have herself to me, um, which I understood. And so I kind of lost my chance because I thought, okay, I'm going to get his number and I'm going to reach out to him when the time is right after I have a little one-on-one with her. And then a month later, I find out that he takes his life. And so it was so devastating because I I was like, wow, I just lost my chance to connect with this man. And I thought, because I had, I thought I was doing great and I didn't ever need anybody. And, you know, I kind of mothered myself. I kind of raised myself in a way. My mother was really young mother, single parent, and she did her best, but I remember, you know, not really having any support with like homework and things like that. It was just me and myself and I, and I just really, really pushed myself. So I really thought I was going to get that chance to connect with him and felt that I had lost it right until the cow came back into my life. Wow. Yeah. I, um, with, with that, it's crazy because I don't know if you know, but I lost my younger brother to suicide. And it's, it's really crazy because I was waiting till he turned 18 before, cause we had a broken family. He was my, you know, from a different, my dad got married, different and different lady, but I was waiting till this certain time till he was 18 to reconnect with him. Mm. And I was like, Oh, when he's 18, I'll, I'll reconnect. And then it didn't. And then while he was 18, that's what happened. And it's like, Oh shit. Like now I don't get that chance. Right. Oh right? My God. So it's like, I can totally relate. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's so insane. Yeah. I, I had a dream, um, after he passed, not to maybe like a week later after he passed and he came to visit me in the dream and I saved him in the dream and it felt so real. It was, I saw him and he was at his desk and I was like, you are not going to do what you're, you were going to do. You're not going to take your life because I love you and I need you. And you're so loved and, and um, you know, you, I don't need you to even be my father, but be my friend. Like, I'll be an amazing friend to you as well. And so we cried in the dream and I woke up crying and then recognizing like that was just a dream that didn't really happen. At that time, I didn't understand that that was a clear message. He really was with me. He really, he's in me, right? He is of me and he watches over me. But at the time I didn't understand and I was just, I decided to just continue to numb like, and now I'm even stronger. So drinking heavily, going out on the weekends. I was dating a bartender. So it was like, anytime, you know, here's more alcohol. It's all good. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, that's a toxic. That's a toxic. I, I know firsthand as well, like bartending. I mean, it's anybody that is associated with anyone in that industry gets it because it's just, it's, that's all you do. It's always about the drinking. Yeah. You know, I lived that my entire twenties until like two years ago. It was the same thing. You're in the bars. It's toxic relationships. A lot of the people you meet aren't even real friends either. It's like, of course you meet a lot of good people. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of it is just like drunk 
ju- just drunk crap that you don't even has right. no meaning low level conversation they're right? all lost right we're, yeah and it's so normal for all of us to numb because we're not taught how to handle and how to properly feel we think that it isn't okay to have emotions and to grieve and to cry and to feel all of that that there's something wrong with me if i have anxiety or stress that is a part of the human condition. Like we all get to feel that and it's perfectly, it's totally normal, yeah. right? So if only we could be sipping on cacao or, or some other type of plant medicine um, when we gathered in groups like that, oh my God, the healing that could happen, it would, be, it would be so beautiful. But instead right now what's happening is people are numbing. Yeah, like, hey, let's get together, drink some poison and make bad decisions. It's, yeah. like, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy when you think about it. Thing. And then the people that are doing kind of the spiritual healing or the consciousness work are like looked at as being the weird ones when really it's like the complete right. opposite. Totally. <laughs> it's exactly. crazy. It is. You know? So what, um, all right. So you're in oh. that toxic relationship. Uh, right. I'm curious to see now there's always like that breakthrough moment. That's like, mm-hmm. all right, I need to get the hell out of this situation. But what happened? Exactly. So I was in like the most toxic relationship. Um, and I was living in Florida and it was just so toxic. We were just not, we did not mesh well and we didn't understand each other. And, it was really bad. And so I call it like that bathroom floor moment, right? Like I had cried and sobbed so many times on the floor. Just like, what am I doing? I'm so lost. I'm so confused. And I didn't, I didn't love myself. How do I expect anyone else to love me? And he, my partner at that time did not love himself whatsoever as well. And by the grace of God, I, I had this idea to go to hot yoga. And I think what really happened to help me was I was reading a a few spiritual books in, um, before that time had come. The first book, the first book I had read, which I don't remember it completely, but it was the red tent. It was right after my father died. It was his book. It was like one of the only belongings that he had given me or had left for me. I mean, um, was the red tent. And that was really special and really different from any other book I'd ever read. And then the other one, I forget the name of it, but it doesn't matter. The, the name, the book itself doesn't matter, this other book, because there's so many others, like The Untethered Soul that feels like that changed my life. The Untethered Soul is incredible. Um, you know, even You're a Badass or The Power of Now or, you know, there's so many different types of books, but they kind of just help you to shift into and. It, they touch you and the reson- they resonate. And that's like the first step. Like get, get a nice book or a good podcast like yours. Okay. And then it's like, then I got to like start to listen to something, right? And that's like myself or God, my spirit guides, what have you. And it was like, go to yoga. And that was like the first true spiritual experience I had ever had. And I just remember feeling like renewed and finally able to ground in and get centered for a moment, which I had never done. I've never had never done meditation before that my whole life. So you know how they do Shavasana at the end. So I had a moment there to feel nice and clear and grounded and connected. And after that yoga session, I just remember being like, I want what these people have. Like I want to do a yoga teacher training. And I got out of the class and I was asking people about it. And then uh, several months later, I manifested yoga teacher training in Bali. And so I'm in Bali 
And I had been practicing, you know, I wanted to like really get into it. So I had been practicing yoga, but when I was in Bali is what like really changed my life. I'm there and I'm introduced to Guatemalan cacao, mm. which is insane, right? I'm, I'm also doing um, mystical shamanic yoga teacher training and I'm introduced to Guatemalan cacao and lo and behold, I am Guatemalan. My father was from Guatemala. So it was just like, whoa, this is insane. This is, this is really profound. This is really important. And it changed my life. I remember after that training, I went back to LA and I was telling everyone about it, right? I didn't have, I didn't have like the right friends exactly at that time. Like I was still, when I got back to LA, I was a little bit stuck still. Cause I was just like, Oh my gosh, I'm coming back here, but I'm, I'm not really prepared to be back here. Cause I would have loved to just stay in Bali forever and just be zened out and drink all the cacao and do all of the yoga forever. But I had to come back. And then that led me to my partner who is an artist. And then he, he really understood the cacao. He understood the yoga and he supported me in my dreams and was like, we need to get out of LA so that you can see the real world and really, you know, connect and ground in, in a living situation, not just like, let's travel and, and, and do that. Right. Like, of course you can do that when you go and travel and go to, to Bali or, or Guatemala or all these beautiful high vibrational places. But he was like, let's go. He's from Germany. Let's go to Germany and let's live there from some time and just see like a different way of life. And I went with him and I was able to, you know, use the cacao and deepen my practice um, with ceremonies and with yoga and even share that with the people there that were open to it. And then I felt a calling to go to Guatemala and that's where things got even bigger, right? Because I got to connect with my ancestors, connect with the land and my father. Mm. <laughs> that's a lot. I know. No, I, I just, wow. So. I just want to unpack that a little bit. So, okay. That was your first yoga session that you went to, or was that kind of like, yeah, the, okay, the wow. hot yoga. Yeah. Because a lot of times the first time people go, especially hot yoga, they get, it's overwhelming and it's too hot and then it scares them. No, I totally handled it. I, I yeah. Wow. Cause yeah. I look, I yoga for me, it's taken me so long to appreciate what it is. Mm. Right. Like I remember trying that Bikram's yoga and I was just like, I never want to do this again. Cause I was sweating. I felt like I was going to die. Like it was brutal. Yeah. But when but, you get past it, right? Yeah. Well, that's what the whole thing is. It's to sit with <laughs> that, that right. And now like I, I just got back from a Kundalini retreat, which was freaking mind blowing. Wow. Mm. Like it was like a five day. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I could go down a tangent for an hour on this stuff and I just love it cause I can appreciate when you, in, when you get into this stuff, when you get into yoga or whatever, things just open up and you start to see these people and you're like, wait a minute, I, I like this. You have this energy that you don't know what it is, but you have something, right? And as you get through, go through it, you become better at it and it helps you in other areas of your life to tolerate certain annoyances or pain or whatever. And it's yeah. like, yeah, and, and meditation and all that, you start to realize that if you can't sit still, then you're going to need to do this more, you know? Like, right. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's really, it, it's amazing. And so, okay, you go down to Bali. Bali is such an amazing place. And I think everybody would just love to stay there and be zen. Yes. Like, why, like, okay, out of plant medicines. So, cacao is considered a plant medicine, right? Like, talk us... Yeah. Talk, let's dive into cacao because 
as we were saying before we recorded, you know, a lot of people have been taking it. It's very good in magnesium. It's a lot of those health benefits, which I love. And I've been drinking it in coffee and smoothies for years. But talk us through the difference between ceremonial cacao that you use and maybe like the stuff that we buy in the store. Yeah, so ceremonial cacao is made with intention. It's made with thoughtfulness. It's made with the purpose of healing for medicinal and for ceremonial purposes. And the type of cacao that I work with is actually, um, it's made by the indigenous women, the Mayan tribes, right, in Guatemala. Right, and they harvest it and they ferment it and they lightly roast it and then they like literally hand peel the husk off and then stone grind it. So it's as pure as you can get. So with all of those properties within it, because it's so pure, you have all of those healing properties, the anandamide, which is the bliss molecule, the obromine, which helps energize you, but not as strong as like caffeine, right? From which coffee has lots of caffeine. Um, it has so much magnesium, which relaxes your muscles. It's beautiful for your muscles. Lots of iron, antioxidants, nutrients, vitamins, all of this beautiful healing um, medicine. That's why it's considered a gentle plant medicine, yet a profound heart opener. So depending on how open you are to feeling it, um, you know, it totally depends. It's, it's gentle. It'll walk you to the door, but it won't push you through to feel anything like some of these other medicines that people are working with. It is so gentle that this should be the first medicine that you work with. This is the first plant medicine. You know, people are talking about ayahuasca and all of these things. Let's, let's go gentle with our bodies. Let's go slowly. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you next about what your thoughts are about that, about ayahuasca. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, that's, it's obviously a lot different, but what do you what are your thoughts on ayahuasca i mean yeah it's like unless you have a really really strong calling to do that and an easy like way to get to it i wouldn't recommend it like we should be doing more gentle things on our bodies that's a really really intense medicine it's super intense and it's very masculine and what i think what we need right now is feminine nurturing medicines mm. i think we we all need some of that medicine it's very interesting because i've also heard that not all ayahuasca experiences are like really harsh. Right. Like, you know, one of my good friends is a naturopath and, and, and he's talked about it and his experience with it was a lot different. He didn't go through any pain. He was laughing. I, I really, I, my, my theory is that if you have a really toxic body and a toxic life and you go in and just jump in, you're going to, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. Right. But if I think if you've been on the process like you're, you're doing all the inner work and you're cleansing your body. My theory is that it would, it would, it would maybe be easier, right? Or if you transition from, let's say, doing like cacao to that, which I think would be a smart move. I think, I think that can work for some people. And I think that some people don't need to do any of the other yeah. plants. No one needs to do anything, yeah, right? So it's sure. just really listening. Like, are you really called to it or is your friend doing it? And so you want to also hop on the bandwagon, you know, or do you think yeah. it's, but are you really truly being called to it? Cause it's, it's intense regardless yeah. of what you've worked with before. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's interesting because it's such a hot topic right now, right? Yeah. Not everybody has to do it. Exactly. Like, it's not like a trendy no. thing. Like, and there's so many different types of medicine. This is yeah. cacao is, is my medicine, but there's so many different herbs you can work with. Um, right. Or like other 
types like rapé, for instance, that's another one I'm hearing a lot about, which is a lot more gentle than ayahuasca. So, you know, look it up, see what really calls to you and speaks to you. So what, talk, talk about your ceremonies. You know, what are the, some of the things that you do? Like what are, so, you know, maybe just give us a little yeah. sneak peek. Yeah, of course. So simply what a ceremony is, is simply a sacred space that we create, right? So that we can tap in and get in touch with our hearts, with our bodies, with Mother Earth, with Source, and with each other. And a safe, a safe container and space where we can really deeply feel into our emotions and into our hearts and allow for any release that may need to come through, right? Um, and cacao is so beautiful and helpful with that because it helps you to release if you're willing through sweat, through tears, through giggles, whatever you're like feeling, you'll just get to feel it a little more deeply. Now, that's why it's so important to hold space, to hold the sacred space and um, have ceremony with cacao because if you just went about your day and you had the ceremonial cacao, you may not even feel it. It may be doing something to you, but you may not even really feel it. It may not register with you. Um, but yeah, if you set that intention and you focus on your body and you give yourself the time to do that, you can really tap in and tap into your creativity too and your focus. It's so beautiful. It, there's so many different benefits from it. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those things where, I mean, if you're hopped up on caffeine and sugar and all these stimulants, you're not going to feel it. You got to learn how to tune in and exactly. feel it, right? And a lot of times people don't feel those things because they're just so like, external circumstances everywhere you know it's like right. what do i need this that the next thing it's like you never just go yeah. within and feel it and it's important obviously. yeah it's so important just set like give yourself 10 minutes right and the way to set that space is is simply by having that intention to create that sacred space so you know you're going to give yourself 10 minutes uh, you're going to play healing, beautiful music because the cacao spirit, because your body wants that and loves that. <laughs> and you're going to cleanse the space, maybe using Palo Santo or Sage, right? And calling in the cacao spirit, welcoming her in, um, into your body and giving thanks, setting prayers um, and blessings and intention into your cacao and before you drink it. And yeah, using a ceremonial dose is about one ounce to two tablespoons. And you can like whisk that with hot water or you can even blend it if you want it really creamy. You can mm. put spices in there. Um, some little natural sweetener if you're scared of bitterness, which is bitter is really good for you too. So that's up to you. Awesome. So tell us about your book that you wrote, A Child of Magic. <gasps> Yay. <laughs> yeah. It's totally based on my life. It is fiction, however. Um, but, you know, Lana Olivia, she comes into this world, this magical creature, like we all do, like I said earlier on. She forgets, and then she gets to come back into it. She gets to come back to her truth, into her magic. Um, but it's so much fun in the beginning, you know. You get to see her with her imagination, and she is so open and receptive. She talks to Mother Nature through the essence of trees, and she sees fairies and speaks to them and to the animals and to mermaids and just all this mystical fun. It's really beautiful and vivid. Amazing. When did you write that? How long ago? I wrote that in February, so not long oh, wow. ago. I mean, I'm sorry. We've, I published it in February. That's great. <laughs> yeah. It took me about nine months to complete. Wow. That's pretty good. Do you got any more books in, on the radar or? I do. I actually want to write another book soon. Um, 
not quite yet, but that one is out there and it's very fun. I intend to turn it into a movie, so I, I put that out there into the universe so we can all make that happen. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Well, you're in the right place. Right? Yeah. So you're back in LA now, right? You guys, yes. you guys went to Germany, did some, some soul searching or some grounding or whatever. Grounding, you, yeah. You, you got back, you got <laughs> back to LA. Now, what does LA look like through your lens now, as opposed yeah. to what it looked like before? Totally different. Yeah. Being able to take that break and ground in nature, right? And take time for myself. I remember I was like listening to podcasts all the time, always playing like healing, spiritual music on SoundCloud, all this medicine music, um, cacao ceremonies, yoga, all of this. And then just a knowing that like that is beautiful. And yes, it's wonderful, but I felt like I had a calling. Um, I had a reason to come back to LA because I had something big to do. And because I did that, I actually finished my book when I was here in LA, like it was all meant to be. So coming back here, at first I had no friends because I didn't want to go back to that old lifestyle. I was a totally different person, right? So I didn't talk to any of those people and I made a whole new community. I have a whole different tribe of people and I have the most beautiful sisters and brothers in my life. I'm so grateful and so thankful that I took that time to kind of be alone and then, and then call the, the right people into my life without going back to the old. How, how long were you gone for? How long did that take? It was almost a year when I was in Germany. Oh, that's it. So you, yeah. you had a big transformation for a year. That's great. Huge, right? Yeah. I mean, a when lot I was, can happen. A lot can happen when you shift your energy, your consciousness. Exactly. And I, I wasn't working there. I was just working on myself, like wow. just self-care and just my partner's an artist. And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's like super, super grounded. His meditation is art. So he's literally in meditation like all day. And so it just really, he held the space and held the container, right? His art's amazing, by the way. You guys got to check it out. Like his art, is, <laughs> I was looking at it. I was like, wow. Like it, it, it fascinates me how people can see, like how he can project that onto a canvas. Like, it's just like, it's amazing. It's mind blowing. Yeah. Like any, any artist or just in general to be able to do that is, and seeing his art was just like, wow. Right. Like was, yeah. Oh, that yeah. totally that gave me permission to like to tap into my creativity and to yeah. know that whatever, you know, whatever art that I want to create, I get to like put it out there and give it to the world, like whatever that may be. So my expression was my book and I put it out there and it feels so beautiful to let that go. It was yeah. hard at first, right? <laughs> For sure. There's a limited beliefs popping up. There's the, the old self trying to be safe, go back to the way it used to be, exactly. especially in See, especially in your old environment. But the thing is about LA is LA is really cool because there's just so much energy, but you can go down either way in that city, I found. Because I've, I've been to LA twice and I felt a serious, like crazy energy in that city. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like I was like, wow, I could see how this could be. I could see how, because yeah. you know, you go to like Santa Monica and that area and all right. that. And Venice, there's like this different energy that is just, but then there's also, you can go down a negative road too. I feel right. like LA could really suck you in either way. Right. I cried when I came back, even though I was the one who wanted to come back. I cried. I was like, this is so intense. I could just, I was overwhelmed by it all. Right. Yeah. So much energy. I could feel it all at the low vibrations for sure. And especially because when I came back, I was staying in West Hollywood, which was just like a wild place. We just had gotten a hotel there. 
um, we got a, and then we got a hotel by the beach because we wanted to live by the beach. Mm. Um, and when we did that transition, it was a huge, a huge change. And now we live by the beach. It's totally different vibes over here. So it feels beautiful. It's amazing how when you have that high vibration, like I'm going to use this yoga retreat I was on, for instance, we were in the forest away from all technology, doing all this stuff. And then I came back to the city and integrated. I was like depressed for days, like for like three or four days. And I was like, why am I feeling like this? Like I honestly felt like shit. I was like, I, I, I went to the gym, I did all the things and I still felt really bad and I'm out of it now, but it took me a few days. Now do you think it has to do with like the energy shift? I think so. I really do. Yeah. I could feel that too, for sure. So then you just have to do extra like self-love time and like check in with your inner child, right? And see how he's doing and like give give him love and whatever he may be asking for. You have to give him that time. He wants like attention for sure. I I have um, uh, like a coach, a hypnotherapist coach, a good friend of mine. We tap in and we talk to I love all that stuff. It's amazing. It's it's helped so much because, you know, we're all kids at heart. We're just a little bit older, you know, like. (laughs) Exactly. That's why, like with the book, I say it's for the inner child, really. And I love recommending like to drink cacao when you read my book. I wrote the book while I had the ritual every morning of drinking ceremonial cacao. And so that way you can really tap in with the inner child and read it for the inner child. And it's it's a really beautiful way to, to read it. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So what are, what's, what's, what's the next few years looking like? Like, what are you, what do you got working on? Like, what do you, what do you see your ceremonies? Like what's your, what's your vision? Yeah, I am. My vision is just to continue to hold, you know, ceremonies around the world, maybe do a few retreats, um, things like this. I want to visit Guatemala once again. And, and go to more cacao ceremonies and meet with the elders and the Mayans. Um, and again, I want to, yeah, I want to turn my book into a movie one day. So working on that, I'm in the right city for it. So just trying to manifest the right connections and do it in the right way that is for my highest good, for sure. Yeah, I, um, something fascinates me about Central America and South America. Yeah. I haven't been down there. I don't know what it is, but something fascinates me about it. The, the culture, the people, like I was living in Australia for five years. So I met a lot of people from Brazil. I met a lot of people from all over the place. Right. And there's something, there's something about the energy in those people. Like it's just like yeah. you know, central, south, all of it. It's, it's amazing. You know, yeah. do you notice that in those people from down there? Like it's, it's. Amazing. Oh yeah, for sure. By the lake where I stay, when I go to Guatemala, I go to San Marcos and there's a huge community there because it's like a vortex of energy. So there's just beautiful, beautiful vibrations. And you have all the Mayan people there. And I think that's what like makes it so special is you have those, those people there in that land. Yeah. Yeah. That, that whole thing really fascinates me. The whole, the history of that. And just, yeah, I've been getting called to go down there at some point I need to go down. Like it's exciting. Um, go to Guatemala for sure. Yeah. Well, if I go down, I'm going to all of the places. Yeah. Good. Um, so where can we, where can everybody find you? Where's the best place? Um, either my Instagram, Christina Olivia underscore, or my website, I am com. Awesome. Keep yeah. it nice and simple. Yes. Yeah. I'm having a big, I'm going to have a cacao ceremony. It's a tantric cacao ceremony, October 5th, I think. So stay tuned for that. 
How does a tantric one vary from a normal one? From so a- I have a friend who, a beautiful friend who is a tantric goddess. And so she puts in her spin and her, you know, the, the tantra stuff. And then I bring the cacao and we create that container together. It's really, really beautiful. But yeah, you, you can um, imagine there's more touch and sensuality and a lot more freedom that goes with that. Awesome. Amazing. So, okay. There's one more question I have that I always wrap up with now in your life, from your experience of getting through adversity and going through and creating what you have created, what's one tip that you could give people out there to overcome adversity or whatever it is they're going through to go on to become happy or successful in what they're doing? Mm, Like take a moment to honor yourself and to like, listen to yourself like tomorrow set the intention, like I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to create a ritual where I can listen to myself and sit down with, if you don't have ceremonial cacao with a green tea or a herbal tea, even your coffee. Okay. And just take a moment to breathe, sit with a journal and then just see what comes through you. Like ask your heart, ask yourself, like, what is my intention? What am I ready to let go of? And what do I want to call in? Right. (laughs) Is there any other little tips or routines in the morning that you can recommend to anybody that can just to kind of get into that space? Yes. Tap in with the inner child. So place your right hand on your heart, your left hand on your womb space and take a deep inhale and ask your, you know, your inner child, ask yourself what you need in this moment. And maybe that's a hug. Um, Maybe that is, You need to like release and let something out. And so again, the journal, going back to the journal is like letting that all out, like free flow and see what comes through. Yeah. Right. And with journaling, you recommend just kind of writing or do you have like a a set way of journaling? No, I like to free flow. Like if you do it in the morning, just get your thoughts out. That's like the best way to do it. Like if you want to give yourself a timer, put a timer on for like 10 minutes and just free flow, just spit it all out, let it all go, whatever that may be. And that way you can go about your day a little bit lighter. Awesome. Oh, well, thank you very much. This was awesome. I love it. This is, this is great. And I, I know like a lot of people will get value from this because, um, there is a big shift happening, you know, and a lot of people are getting, I find myself bringing on more spiritual people Yes, and I, because I enjoy it. It like there's just such a different level. It's funny when you do podcasting, you 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 start to I don't know. You attract certain people, and you have these conversations. And I enjoy these ones about spirituality because there's so many levels and so many layers that yes. you can go, and you just learn more about yourself, right? And you become different levels of consciousness, which is such a beautiful thing. So it's so necessary and needed. I'm so grateful that you do that and you show up. Thank you try my best to just keep, keep going, you know, coming from, yeah. um, you know, a hockey background and it's just yeah. all masculine energy, just like, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's some of my friends probably think I'm crazy, probably, <laughs> but you know, the way I used to be was a lot crazier. So exactly. anyway, we're all a little bit crazy. That's the funny thing. You have to be craziest if you deny it. <laughs> Imagine how boring life would be if we were all the same. Oh my gosh. Totally. Like yeah. <laughs> everyone's just walking around just like, zombies and then we complain about that because yeah yeah for sure all right thank you so much you guys make sure to check her out go and find out about her cacao ceremonies it's amazing 
got an amazing Instagram as well. And also check out our partner's art as well. He's, he's awesome. And who knows, maybe we can get him on the show too. And we can dive down another. Yeah. It's, Mike uh, Dargis. We'll yeah. see what he says. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> appreciate so it. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you guys. Oh, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, Christine's awesome human being doing amazing things. Make sure you hit her up. All those information's in the show notes. You want to explore cacao? Make sure you do hit her up. She's definitely the person to do person to hit up for that. So as always guys, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. Let us know what you think, what kind of episodes you like the most. And, um, yeah, I want to continue bringing the heat and value to you guys. So have an amazing day. Love and appreciate all of you. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.